0: was the night before Christmas, and all through the dilapidated manor, not a creature was stirring. Well, no one was there yet. As you can tell from the title of the show, it's more like a nightmare before Christmas, but that was taken. Oh <sighs> well, look, here comes our first character. Professor Pear. uh, Peer, uh, for legal reasons.
1: Well, here I am alone in this dilapidated manner on the night before Christmas. By the look of things, it looks more like the Nightmare Before Christmas. But that title is already taken. Uh, I literally just said all that. Stay in your lane, narrator.
2: Why, hello there, my good men. Here is my coat. You seem to have failed to catch my coat in your servantly hand, and now... There, it lies on the ground, just shivering with anticipation to be picked up. First, nice Rocky
1: Horror reference. Second, I am a guest here as well.
2: Well, I apologize, good sir. I saw you wearing that oddly green suit, and I figured only the help would wear something so tacky.
1: On the invitation... I was invited to this hellhole as uh, Professor Pear, so naturally, being the ham I am, I decided to dress as such. Which, by the way,
2: I don't think you have a stone to throw in that red suit you're wearing. I, too, was sent an invitation. Only I was asked here under the moniker Colonel Ketchup. For legal reasons... And as the world's preeminent cosplayer, I, too, decided to dress in character.
3: Oh, hello. I didn't realize anyone else would be here. It didn't say much on the invitation, except that I am to refer to myself as Mrs. Vanilla.
0: Ms. Vanilla is wearing all black. She takes off her coat to reveal the lighting is also black. She holds the coat out towards Professor Pear.
3: Fire that man!
2: Why does everyone think I'm the coat check? How was your ride up to the mansion?
3: It was fine, except for that lift driver. I hated her so much. Flames! Flames! On on the side of my face. Heaving breaths. Ah, So we're already doing that
0: joke? Uh.
3: (laughs) BT Dubs, did anyone else see how lifelike that creepy Santa Claus robot was out front? As
0: everyone nods in agreement, the front door once more begins to open. Oh, another guest. I guess you could say four's a crowd.
4: Hello? I wasn't expecting a party, but I'm not complaining either. Hello, muscles.
0: She walks up to Colonel Ketchup and squeezes his bicep, which is bulging robbing even from under his sleeve
2: well hello to you too miss
4: red (sighs) for legal reasons the letter said i'm to be referred to as miss red my face turned three shades of scarlet when i got assigned such a primitive color
3: (laughs) tell me one thing if you're miss red what's with the dress Miss Red is wearing a lovely
0: blue-green dress that accentuates her bosom very nicely.
4: Well, I figured wearing red is exactly what they would expect me to do.
5: Who's they?
4: The reptilians, of course.
5: Oh, hello. I'm not sure if I'm in the right place. You see, I got an invitation that said I was to be here under the name Mr. Blue and Yellow.
0: Well, that explains the blue coat jacket and yellow pants. I guess I expected he would get the green reference, though.
4: Don't expect an answer from any of us. We're all in the same boat. We all got a letter and were told to go by a stupid name.
5: Great, so we've all come here because of a random letter. Good to know. Is this everyone?
6: The party can start. I'm here. In walks Mix
0: Titmouse. And yes, I am pronouncing that correctly. At least I think so. Mix is a new term for those who don't conform to either gender.
6: What name were you stuck with? Mix Titmouse. I'm sure that's in reference to the bird and not my, well, you know.
0: Miss Red looks scrupulously at Mix Titmouse's chest.
6: I'm sure it is too.
1: Why the Mix. It's a new term for those who don't conform to either gender. I literally just said that. Never mind. Let's see six people. Looks like that's... I'm sorry to barge in on you like this, but my cell phone seems to have died. Do you have a phone I can use? Um, um, sure. I... Yes. We all just got here and haven't gotten a chance to look around. Professor Pear looks around at the four
0: doors leading out of the
1: hall. Uh, that one, I guess. Professor Pear points to... I'm pointing at that door there.
5: Um, thank you? Hmm, where did that voice
0: come from? The lone traveler opens a door into what turns out to be the billiard room. He turns and looks inquisitively at the strange group and quickly pulls the doors closed. Our clue character ripoffs, I mean, totally original characters, spread out into the hallway, looking for any clue as to why they were called there. Inside the billiard room, I finally get a break from that pair assholes stepping on my lines. Oops, did I just say that out loud? (laughs) Anyway, the lone traveler finds a landline. For some of the younger listeners, that's a phone that is attached to the wall and is not a
1: touchscreen. Oh, good. You picked
5: up.
4: Yeah, my phone
1: died. But luckily I found this dilapidated manner.
4: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. No.
1: It's strange because these people inside are dressed up all funny and acting like they don't know each other. But I know they do, because they have.
0: The line suddenly goes dead. The lone traveler is suddenly aware of someone in the room with him. Someone who smells pleasantly cinnamony and seems to be chanting something. Back at the manor uh, hallway, six heads turn in unison to the sound of a large thump.
3: I take it we all heard that loud thump? What if he's doing something dirty in there, like flogging himself?
5: Well, that's a really odd conclusion to jump to.
3: You're an odd conclusion to jump to. If the children are done arguing, should we check on him? Ms. Vanilla hesitantly
0: leads the group to the closest door leading out of the hall. She stops next to the door and turns and stares at Mr. Blue and Yellow.
3: Well, are you going to open it? Me? Why me? You are the last to arrive, so it is only fitting that you are the first to open the door. That's not
5: true. Mixed tits mouth.
3: Yep, she's right. Open the door, Blue and Yellow.
0: Well, okay. Mr. Blue and Yellow hesitantly reaches out for the handle. He pulls on the door, but it doesn't budge. He pulls again harder to find the same result. Miss Red points out the sign above the doorknob that says, Push. The door creaks open. Brought out on the table is the lone traveler, a dial tone ominously sputtering from the landline still in his hand, and blood pooling around his head.
4: Do you think he's okay?
6: Did someone murder him?
2: Ooh, is that a gingerbread cookie?
0: (laughs) Ah, I guess I missed that. Next to the body is a gingerbread cookie, blood slowly
1: pooling around the head of the tasty little guy.
5: Hey look, there's a large green book
1: over there. Could the killer have used it as a weapon? That's not just any book, that's the... BOOK Book OF of Shadows.
0: SHADOWS! Both men look at
2: each other suspiciously. Yes, from the TV show Charmed, but like the good one from the late 90s. Wait a minute, my nipples are hard. That could only mean one thing! The lone traveler was killed by a vanquishing spell!
4: Do you mean vanquishing spell?
2: Yes, that's what I said. Vanquishing spell.
3: Hey, look. There's a trap door here that leads back into the hallway. Any one of us could have slipped through the door and killed him. But why?
0: That's gross. Colonel Ketchup has picked up the gingerbread cookie and he's eating it. All eyes turn to him.
4: That is bloody disgusting. I didn't know you're British. I'm not.
2: Why? I broke off the blood part.
6: We can't let anybody in here now. We have a dead body. They have to go away.
0: Maybe it's the police. Mr. Blue and Yellow runs into the hallway and bravely opens the front door. The five of the guests follow to find a singing telegram.
4: I am... You're singing Telegram, and I was just listening to your.
0: Suddenly, the power goes out. <coughs> the lights come back on. Everything looks in order, well, except for the fresh body lying on the floor.
5: <coughs> They've been stabbed
6: through the chest with. Well, what is that? That, Mr. Blue and Yellow, is a 13.4 inch long, 1.57
3: inch. Diameter, double-sided dildo. Best for pleasuring two people at once. You don't seem very vanilla to me. I'm not. I think it's meant to be ironic.
0: Don't you think? Suddenly, a trench coat-clad
2: inspector takes center stage. What is all this murmuring about? We have the dead body. It is of the time to look for clues.
4: It looks pretty obvious to me, Dick. They were stabbed through the heart with a double-sided dildo.
2: Oh gosh, I'm not actually a detective. It's me, Colonel Ketchup. I'm just an excellent cosplayer. Colonel Ketchup rips off his detective outfit like Superman in a phone booth.
6: Couldn't you get changed in a more private area? This isn't your OnlyFans.
5: That naked nerd winky face. That still leaves the question of who killed these people. There are six of us standing here. Is anyone else in this house?
4: How the hell should we know? We just got here as well.
1: You know, for someone who doesn't even know how to color coordinate with their name or pick shoes to match the dress, you certainly do have a bad attitude.
6: Yikes. More like misread for filth.
4: How dare you!
5: Look, this fighting isn't getting us anywhere. We should probably check to see if anyone else in this Bates Manor knockoff before people get hurt. Or worse, killed!
6: Okay, let's think this through. One of us is the killer or someone else is here with us. Either way, we should stick together and check the house.
1: Great idea. We should split up and search the house separately.
6: Not good at following directions, huh?
1: At least I'm pretty.
6: That's debatable. Anyway, let's start with the study. This time, mixed
0: Titmouse takes the lead. The party guests follow to the next unopened door.
6: How do we decide who opens this one? How about the person with the longest name?
5: One, two, three, four, seven. Carry the one. Fine, I'll open
0: it. Mr. Blue and Yellow slowly reaches for the doorknob. He turns the knob and then throws the door open. It slams against the wall and rebounds back into his face. He falls backward onto his yellow-clad ass. Ow! Mr. Blue and Yellow's eyes lock onto the contents of the study. He forgets his pain and slowly stands up.
5: Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? I would even say their collection is complete.
0: The group of, well, weirdos look at each other and then huddles together as they follow Mr. Blue and Yellow into the
5: room. Would you look at all of this? They must have every lightsaber style and kyber crystal from the Disney parks. Over here is every single popcorn bucket including the Jack Skellington head, which is, like, impossible to find right now. This is crazy!
6: You certainly know a lot about Disney.
1: I know why. I thought I recognized you.
0: You're from... ah uh, ah uh, uh, Remember it said in the letters. Not to reveal who anyone is.
4: Thank you, ambiguous narrator who we don't really know is part of the story or not.
0: I'm not. And
6: you're welcome.
4: Be that as it may, there's no one here. Shall we
6: move on to the next room?
0: The group once again huddles together as they give each other sideways glances. They awkwardly push their way back into the front hall.
1: Let's move on to the front hall and move on to the next door. Um,
5: yes, that's what he said. I'm not opening this one. Not I. I need to use the little boy's room. Colonel Ketchup
0: suspiciously leaves the group. I'll open it. Move aside. Professor Pear pushes forward and inhales sharply, before calmly opening the door to reveal the library. Ah! In the middle of the library sits a dead body slumped over a table. Earbuds protrude from the long dead ears as the phone still plays something. How long do you think they've
4: been here?
5: By the smell? It seems like a while.
4: Sorry, that's me. I passed gas. That's disgusting. It's my defense mechanism. It
3: happens when I get nervous. (sniffs) Sorry, I was nervous. Look, they were listening to something.
0: Ms. Vanilla excitedly runs around the table and grabs the phone. As the screen lights up, so do Ms. Vanilla's eyes.
3: What is it? Oh, um, he was listening to a podcast I've never heard of. Which one? A real bodice ripper.
6: Why did you say it like that? Like what? Say it
3: again. A real bodice ripper. Like that. Surely I'm saying it normally.
0: Ah! Our crazy characters give each other a panicked look, then go running out into the hallway. The door to the kitchen is open and a beautiful blonde woman in a French maid outfit stands over what looks to be the body of the cook. The group rushes to the kitchen.
5: Are you okay, ma'am? Oh, I'm fine! It's actually me,
2: Colonel (laughs) Ketchup! I'm just an excellent cosplayer. Ketchup rips off
0: his maid outfit like Bugs Bunny taking off drag.
3: Well, I, for one, am glad you are not Yvette. I hated her. So much. Flames, flames, on on the side of my face. Heaving breaths. What happened
2: here? I was looking for protein on the way back from the bathroom and found the kitchen. I saw the cook dead, and so naturally I cosplayed as a vet from Clue to get your attention.
6: (laughs) Wow, that all makes zero sense. What's that you're holding behind your back?
2: Oh, this? (laughs) This is the 16th book in the Charmed book series, Shadow of the Sphinx. It was next to the body when I found it, along with this candy cane. (sighs) Wait. Excellent cosplayer.
1: Throbbing muscles. Ultimate charmed expert. You're Kevin, aren't you? From Hanging with the Hollowells and Words of the Witches. You're good. I know. And I figured out who the rest of you are. I didn't recognize you because we're using different names, but I've put the clues together.
0: Well, damn. There goes the anonymity.
1: Miss Red, in the hall earlier, you mentioned reptilians, a subject we heavily covered in our last season of Once Upon a Cult. You are none other than faithful listener and friend of the pod, Stephanie.
4: Who are you, Perry Mason?
1: No, but you used to live in an apartment complex where Perry Mason was filmed, didn't you, Mrs. Vanilla?
3: I did!
1: You gave up your idea when you tried to pretend you didn't recognize the podcast that was playing. Only one person says, A real bodice ripper. Like you did, Rachel.
3: A real bodice ripper. Damn it! Why can't I help myself from saying that every time?
1: And you, Mr. Blue and Yellow, not only did you get overexcited by that Disney-filled study, but you even quoted Ariel when you saw it. Well, you seem pretty excited by that room yourself. And you did recognize that Ariel quote. That's beside the point, Alan, from the marvelous galaxy of Disney.
6: I guess that just leaves me then.
1: That's easy, Jesse, A gender-fluid person who recognized the double-sided dildo, a most salacious sex toy, and something only someone as blatantly sex-positive as one of those hosts from A Real Bodice Ripper would recognize.
3: A real bodice ripper.
6: Damn it. Really? That's all you got? I feel like a lot of people are gender-fluid, and double-sided dildos literally describes itself. Most people know what that is.
1: Okay, so it was a badly written clue.
3: And you're Sean, our best friend, who is on a Crowd, hanging with the Hollywells, a charmed podcast, the marvelous galaxy of Disney, and Once Upon a Cult. Oh my goodness, when do you sleep?
1: When I die, Mrs. Vanilla. When
5: I die. Now that we know who everyone is in real life, who's the killer? <sighs> uh, knowing how these things go, is probably some rando character that was mentioned at the beginning.
3: I say it was that ghastly lift driver. I hated her so much. Oh Here
1: we go again. Blaine.
3: on the side Blaine. of my face.
4: Right. Why does
2: she keep doing mm. this? I think it was you, Miss Red. You've had a bad attitude all night.
4: Oh, really? Says the guy who went into the kitchen alone and ended up with a dead body.
2: Uh, I'd say you misread the situation, Miss Red. I don't have time to take this crap. I'm leaving.
4: Exactly what a guilty party would do.
6: Wait, did you all hear that? The narrator didn't announce that Colonel Ketchup stormed out of the room.
5: You're right. He's been pretty on it this whole show.
1: I'll just peek out of the podcast and check on him. Um,
5: Professor Pear looks beyond a reality to check on the narrator.
6: Good idea. We've got to let the listeners know what's going on.
4: Professor Pear comes dancing idiotically back into the room. Well?
1: He's dead. <gasps> Someone forced a whole tub of Mylanta down his throat until he choked to death.
4: I don't get that one. That's
1: because you don't listen to Forza Crowd, a scripted queer sitcom that Ryan the narrator wrote.
3: Oh, Mylanta. Five dead bodies, and they all seem to be connected to podcasting. What's the motive?
5: Wait a minute. A gingerbread man, a candy cane, and jingling bells. Those were a few of my favorite things we found next to the bodies.
6: Surely you can't think that. He is the murderer.
5: I do think he's a murderer, and don't call me Shirley.
7: Who? Me. Huh. Ho ho!
5: Santa
4: Claus! Oh, thank heavens the lights are back on.
5: Is that a Power Ranger fighting Santa Claus?
1: That's Santa Claus, all right. But that's just Kevin dressed up as the Green Power Ranger,
5: one of his regulars. Oh, hey guys, what's up? Wait, then who's a Power Ranger?
6: I don't know, but they took down Santa.
5: All in a day's work, citizens.
2: Stay safe and have a happy holiday no matter what you celebrate. Just make sure to spread joy and happiness. It's Morphin' time!
1: My people come and go so quickly here.
3: It wasn't written by Sean, if there's not an Oz reference. That's
1: right. I should have known he wasn't you, Kevin. You specialize as the Blue Ranger.
2: Uh yeah. But wow, the Green Ranger. I wish he played his flute for us before he left. Oh, I love
1: when he plays the flute.
3: Do 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 doo. No no no. That's the final countdown.
2: Doo doo. You both are wrong. It's like this. Boo 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 boo
4: boo. Wait, is this that creepy, lifelike Santa Claus mentioned briefly all the way back at the beginning of the show?
1: It is, but you know how these things go. The killer's usually in a disguise. I'll just give this beard a good tug.
7: Oh, the beard came
3: off! (gasps) Mrs. Claus!
7: Yeah, it's me, and I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you middle-aged adult kids. I invited you jerks all here. I put this whole damn thing together. But why? My husband works tirelessly year after year to make the holiday special. The more podcasts that come out, the less people listen to holiday music or watch holiday movies. Last year he told me, sorry, Mrs. Claus, no convertible this year. We don't have enough believers. He even tried to give me a ballerina Barbie. That's not who I am. That's not who I was. I'm a Malibu Barbie.
5: Man, the lives that could have been saved had they just switched her and Debbie's Barbies. Do you think the whole audience will get the Adams Family Values reference?
6: I think it
7: still tracks. So, why did you kill all those people? I figured if I started taking out your listeners, it would discourage you from continuing your show. Bring back some people to my hubs.
5: Mrs. Claus, a true podcaster will never leave a show based on just listens. From our humble beginnings to where we are now, as long as there is info to be given and a drive to give it, the show must go on.
7: I guess you're right. I learned my lesson, and I'll be better now. Looks
1: like we can close the book on this chapter of Mrs. Claus's life.
7: That's
3: good. Because I hated her so We good. get it! I was going to say... I hated not getting a chance to get to know her sooner. She seemed nice.
6: Wait, one thing doesn't make sense. One thing? If that was your motive, then why did you kill the narrator?
7: The narrator? There's a narrator?
1: Oh, (laughs) no. The narrator was me, Professor Pear, with the Mylanta, in the metaphysical narration room. I slipped out while you were all fighting. He kept stepping on my lines and I got annoyed.
4: (laughs) Oh, oh, Sean.
6: Sean. <laughs> Jokes about murder make me nervous. Good God, women! You spray when you get nervous? What are you, part skunk? <laughs> On my dad's side.
0: So with that, everything is right in the world once again. As for me, I live in Florida. A little Mylanta can't kill me. Happy holidays, everyone, and
3: thanks for
1: listening. Thank you for listening. I'm Sean. I voice
5: Professor Pear.
3: I'm Rachel, and I voiced Mrs. Vanilla.
5: And I'm Alan, and I voiced Mr. Blue and Yellow.
1: And you can find us on Once Upon a Cult, a podcast where every other Monday we choose a group and discuss how cult-like we find them. It's a fun listen. Yeah. It is.
3: Lots of cults, lots of murder, mm-hmm. lots of learning to go flying in the sky on a hang
7: glider. It's great.
2: It's great. I'm Kevin. I voiced Colonel Ketchup and my podcast is Words of the Witches where we go over the published content in the Charmed Universe. So the novels... Comics and magazines and even more. We'll get to it. But right now we're just doing novels and yeah, fun times. <laughs> and if that's not
1: enough charm for you, you could find me, Sean, and Kevin on Hanging Hang with, with the Hollowells, <laughs> where we're covering the OG nineties show.
6: <laughs> Woohoo! Hey, it's Jessie. And I play Mixed Hit Mouse.
3: And it's Rachel again. And together we do a, A real, real bodice ripper. ripper. <laughs> A podcast that explores the delicious, guilty, and sometimes problematic pleasure that is found in romance novels. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> there's, there's some problematic things and sexy things.
6: It's very spicy. Mm-hmm. If you would like to hear us talk about salacious material, then we are your podcast. We also can make you laugh. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's me, Sean, again, here with Alan. You could also find us on the marvelous Galaxy of Disney.
5: Yeah, where we talk about everything under the Disney umbrella, which includes Star Wars, Disney, everything Disney, Disney Parks, Disney movies, and Marvel. Comics! Comics. And, of
1: course, we have Stephanie as Miss Red.
4: I'm Stephanie, and I voiced Miss (laughs) Red.
1: And a special thank you to Rachel and our narrator, Ryan, for reading over the script and helping me edit. And Ryan is going to give us a little bit on Forza Crowd, his podcast, which I play Bradley
0: on. Do you love the classic American sitcom as much as we do? Do you miss sitting down and identifying with a particular character and having those arguments with your friends over which character you are in the show? Or just us coming and singing the theme song at the drop of a hat. Well, we have the best show for you, taking podcasting all the way back to the roots of old-timey radio before I Love Lucy, before the television sitcom even existed. Situation comedies existed in radio form, and that's what we do at Forza Crowd. Forza Crowd is a completely scripted situation comedy about four 30-somethings that share an apartment after heartbreak and skyrocketing rent force them together in a subversive coming-of-age situation comedy. Follow us on Twitter at ForzaCrowdPod, and you can listen to Forza Crowd on all the major podcast platforms.